Good day, nerds, and welcome to episode 242 of the Nerd Cantina Show. I'm your host, Ken. Join my co-host, Steve, and we're going to recap this week's nerd news, beginning an entertainment talk where we'll discuss some of the DC movie delays, and then we'll jump over into tech where we'll cover some licensing deals with Bored Apes, Tornado Cash, the Cambridge Analytica settlement, some AI talk, and then a little bit of space news. A lot to get to. Let's get started. Calling back all nerds. Nerds! All right, episode 242, and uh, this is a slow week in entertainment. No uh, no real movies to get out and to go see. Yeah, this uh, this happens from time to time where we just uh, spend a week and really just can't find much to, to get going. I mean, Nerd News is, is, is a little slow crawl. I think uh, you know, football season's rolling. I think the nerds are hiding. <laughs> I think I think everybody's out of the caves pounding their chest ready ready for some football. You know, the fan the fantasy football engines are running, so all the all the sports Dungeons and Dragons nerds are are out ready to go. Yeah, it's just I still think it's weird. You know, we're coming to the end of the summer. This this is the end, right? We're we're done. Labor Day weekend is really the end of summer officially. Uh we finished up the the summer movies and really not much that 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 popped off of nothing uh you know big and major uh so i yeah. guess we'll we'll just chime in here yeah so speaking of movies we we got some more dc shakeups coming yeah and i think we we saw these coming we we've talked over the last couple weeks with dc canceling other projects canceling shows really everything was on the chopping block and and now we're just getting some delays uh with aquaman 2 getting delayed it's a big surprise there. They got to figure out what they're doing with one of their <laughs> lead characters. You heard me. <laughs> <laughs> so no real surprise that Aquaman in the end is going to get delayed. Uh, and then with that, it drags back Shazam Fury of the Gods, which you know, maybe that was just a smart move by DC. I don't know. Uh, unless unless like Shazam has some Aquaman tie-ins. Like, I don't see why you move this one because they've already started up that marketing campaign. You know, they they got the rock coming in from the ceiling on, on conventions. Like they've they've showed that trailer a million times. Like we're we're ready for this movie to come out. You know, Aquaman. You get you know, like they 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 might do reshoots for all we fucking know with with uh, Aquaman too. But Shazam, like I don't I don't know. Like I said, unless unless it's like one of those Marvel things where you have to see this movie before you see this movie, and it's just kind of like collateral damage, I don't see why well, you move this movie back. So I don't think it's because you know Shazam is still releasing ahead of Aquaman. It always was going to release ahead of Aquaman. I just think the reason why I said it might just be a smart business decision is because right now Aquaman, or I mean Aquaman, but Shazam was scheduled to come out in this Christmas season in the weekend going up against Avatar. And then now they can move it back to the weekend that Aquaman was supposed to go, which is in March, and it's up against nothing, right? It's a March release. There's nothing up against it. There's no other major movies, no Disney or Marvel movies to, or Avatar or anything else to compete against. Uh, and 
you know, articles or whatever, I was speculating, like, March, it's going off in the same week with that, like, Batman did last year, and Batman opened up to almost $800 million. So, yeah, I think they're just saying, like, let's get away from them. We'd have no reason to relaunch Shazam on Christmas against Avatar when we could push it back three months. Nobody's really waiting for Shazam. Or you for could Shazam. push it up two weeks and say, fuck Avatar 2. Like, this is, this is what I just yeah. don't understand, and this is the frustrating thing is, like, one, why are we afraid of Avatar? Because I'm telling you right oh, now. Oh, Avatar's still going to pull money. Oh, it's going to pull money, but... It's going to pull a ton of money. Are you not going to see fucking Shazam because you went and saw Avatar? Or, you, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I mean, that's, no. I mean that's, generally how things, that's generally how things go. If There's you're gonna, like two major movies make big money in the same weekends. Generally, bullshit. it's just one. Shazam's one audience has already decided they're going to see that movie. Nobody's on the fence of seeing Shazam. It's a goddamn... It, it's the... The role people have been begging The Rock to play, this movie... Yeah, but The Rock isn't really going to be in Shazam anymore. There was you know, all kinds of rumors and stuff about them oh, pulling you know, a lot of The Rock footage out of it, and I do think that it's probably true, and The Rock openly discussed that he wanted Black Adam to be his movie, and he doesn't want this cameo thing in Shazam. But I'm pretty sure like he's coming in this... Because like, they're going to... There's no way that The Rock isn't at the end of this movie. There's no way. Oh, he's he's at the end of the movie. I I, I I'm, won't be surprised if he's at the end of the movie or end credit scenes or he's some kind of big teaser. But he's not going to be a central point of this movie. You know, and I just they they came out so the first Shazam was kind of like a Christmas e movie, right? Didn't it come out like the whole the whole movie takes place in Christmas? It's like winter. Yeah, some of sure. it was. You know, so like they. I do. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, Listen, it, it just it might be a smart business decision. I I don't agree with you. I think I think if they go up against Avatar Vice a weekend when there's no other big movies, they're going to do better. I don't know. I have a choice between the two. I'm going to see Shazam, and I'll see Avatar when I can. Like I I like I don't I didn't even see the first one in the theater. I didn't even give a shit even about the first one when everybody was like, "It's the greatest movie ever. The 3D is amazing. I'm gonna go for my ninth time." Like <laughs> no thanks. Like fucking. And then I I remember watching it when it came out on Blu-ray and being like, "What the fuck did everybody go crazy about this movie for?" Like I just I was not greatly impressed. Because you didn't see it in 3D. A decade later, <laughs> I don't think this, you know, the next one doesn't look like it's it's some groundbreaking fucking story or like, nah, man. Like, I just, again, I don't see why you just don't, instead of pushing it back three months, why you don't just push it up two weeks, get your opening weekend money, and then people go see Avatar two weeks later. Like, I, I just don't get it. I don't know, but it's what we're getting. So, <laughs> so in the end, you know, I, I think there's no surprise to Aquaman. Shazam, yeah, a little, little bit of surprise there, but... While we're on DC, we'll do, you see, uh, do you see Ezra Miller flew into LA and basically got down on his hands and knees and begged the WB executives to, to please release The Flash? No, I didn't. So that was a new article that came out yesterday that... uh. Yeah, he's so afraid of them scrapping this movie now because they're just killing killing everything, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, they're just killing everything that he went out of his way to fly into L.A. and go into, like, a board meeting. Be like, please put this movie out. 
<laughs> I'm sorry, I'm so crazy. I try not to be crazy no more. I mean, the dude's been accused of some pretty serious stuff and like proven that he's just been like violent, like well, violently like, harassing individuals and breaking shit and breaking in. So when we say pretty serious and violent, like you think that he's like in like huge bar fights, like he's like slapping people. You know what I'm saying? Like, like he yeah, got arrested yeah. for felony theft. He stole a liquor bottle out of somebody's house. Like, <laughs> what's, like, it's, like, is he is he crazy? Yes. Is he weird? Yes. Like, did he do illegal things and wrong things? Yes. But is he like? Are people going to the hospital? Like, when you say violence, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it triggers kind of like a mindset that like he like. It's- Sure. It sounds a lot worse than like what in and my head is, is actually happening. I can't even keep up with all of the accusations and all of the things that are up against them. You know what I mean? Like, I, I truly don't remember. Was there something in there with harassment and stuff? I don't remember. Yeah, I want to say that he uh, went to a party and they wanted him to leave and he wouldn't leave. You know, like these, like, yes, are these things illegal? Yes. Are they weird? Yes. You know what I'm saying? But like, yeah, like, it's not like, you know, Batista's out crushing heads, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like you, you, when you, when you hear violence and like all this stuff, like you, you, I think, I think yeah, but the you're, headlines about, you're about to rework it, your other movie to strip out one of the main characters cause, cause she, she shit in the bed, bed and hit her husband. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> So that's some some extra weird stuff too you know like like but depp almost lost a finger right like so when you say violence that's some violence right like (laughs) like you almost lose a finger okay like that's some violence you you get smacked and the dude won't get off your couch like I, i i get it like yes we need technical terms for these crimes and assault and I, <laughs> you know, i'm like, just i'm just saying you know it's just just more signs of the patriarchy if a crazy woman gets thrown off of a movie but dude just keeps it going still headlines uh and makes his half a billy yeah i just <laughs> i just don't know who like sees Ezra Miller walking down the street and fears anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I see him coming down the street with a mean mug. I'm laughing. And he, like, yeah, he won't get off my couch. He's going to have a bad day. Like, I like I think he's hanging out in circles that that are are blowing this up a little a little dramatically if you if you ask me. Yeah. Well, either way, it's all entertaining. It is. It's it's probably going to be the most entertaining part of the whole Flash movie. (laughs) (laughs) It's just talking about it beforehand. All right. Let's get out of entertainment. Wasn't too much to talk about. We can can just start jumping into a few of these tech topics. We'll start with uh, just some of the weirder stuff out of NFTs and crypto this week. Apparently, the board apes are now going to be on M&Ms because... Why not? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, why not? You know, the, this just goes shows you know, NFT licensing and stuff like that is still uh, an interesting facet. Board apes, obviously, being the the top dogs, and uh, there's you know a a virtual band that uses board apes uh, as their kind of avatars, like the uh, gorillas. They, they like, yeah. <laughs> it, it, I mean, it is. It's it's similar in con- in concept to like the the gorillas. 
Uh, so Kingship is the band. And so Kingship is already paying or owns the apes and they're licensing out the apes to UMG, uh, a, a music group in order to produce music. And now they're just extending those licenses out to M&M's. Like, <laughs> well, we just had Snoop and Eminem come out as their board apes to the VMAs. You know, yeah. They did their musical performance. You know, personally, I kind of love all this shit, but full disclosure, I am pretty invested in a cannabis project that is using licensed board apes on cannabis packaging. And for every <laughs> every one of those packages that gets sold, I get monies. So I really hope everybody buys everything with a board ape on it. Because <laughs> if you smoking weed and it came in a bag with a board ape, I got a little, I got a couple pennies on that. <laughs> so I, I'm definitely down. I mean, it, everybody's trying to cash in on the popularity of the board apes. I I find it crazy that they're still like this relevant. You know what I mean? Like. Like every time you feel like the the board ape fad and the NFT fad is kind of gonna like take a back seat and just kind of go back into the DGen community, like they they pull out this kind of stuff and it doesn't it doesn't feel like a jump the shark moment either. You know, what I mean? like it doesn't feel like they they're pushing this shit too late. Seems like everything's pushing out, you know, because it's still it's still driving popularity. Yeah, I think it's, you know, a, a big aspect of, I guess, part of their success is that they have, they have found a way to maintain their, their relevance. Their, their community has been smart about how they release and use their, their IP. And a part of like Bored Apes being the pinnacle of degenism is like, yeah, you can use your apes or whatever you want. Somebody just made, I saw it in a grocery store or somebody took a picture of it in a grocery store that, you know, some, uh, alcohol company was selling banana flavored hard seltzers with a with a board ape on it boom it's like whatever like the dgens just they they're 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 doing it right they they understand it you know it will and yeah that's like that's the thing is you know the 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 half-baked project i'm in it's it's all about giving people with apes an opportunity to license you know like i i'm assuming if you have an ape you you might already kind of like know how to go about that like if you got a three hundred thousand dollar fucking nft you're probably a little business savvy unless you're like one of those I mean, crazy dudes saying, that got one in on early you I, know like, i was gonna say like i know people <laughs> some people who have the apes who got in super early and they don't know what to do with this shit they're just they're just diamond handing it and it's been paying off because they got mutants with it they got kennel club they got you know land like they've been just getting essentially royalties man send them uh, my way out just, send them my way man I, got, I need i need people with apes to put on weed bags bro. But, they, like, <laughs> yeah, them, but they don't know send what to them do my way <laughs> with it from a licensing perspective so yeah i, I think it, there's there are some people who bought it with the intent of it being a business expenditure and there's some who are just dgens who got in early and they're just riding it and diamond hand in forever well good for them yeah you know but i'm, I'm assuming a lot of these guys are, are kind of kind of in the know with with what to do with these things you know, I, I I feel bad for like the the handful of guys that did get in early that are just sitting on these apes like hmm, no you know like <laughs> what do I do now <laughs> I don't I don't feel bad for them because every three months they get something for free in the sense of like I said they got mutants for free then they got or they got the the dogs for free first then they got mutants for free then they got like and all these things have also panned out to be worth tens of thousands of dollars 
Yeah, so, that's, that's pretty insane. Even if they didn't sell their ape ever, and they just sold the freebies they got down the road, they're still up a lot. All right. Anywho, let's talk a little bit about some some crypto. And uh, really, this was just a big story. We could have talked about it last week, but I didn't know enough about, about it and what kind of direction it was going. This week, the Tornado Cash saga continues. And long story short is that the developer of Tornado Cash, uh, he was arrested. And initially, he was arrested and a Dutch judge uh, put him in jail for... Uh, I think it was up to two weeks uh, while they, they did like the initial trial. Uh, now they've ruled and they're going to keep him in jail at least for three months while they continue the trial. Uh, and Tornado Cash uh, it was a service that washes money. <laughs> like It washes crypto to, to put it in terms that sounds very illegal, uh, but it essentially like launders crypto and, and, and conceals the transactions, right? Everything on the blockchain is on a ledger. You can trace everything. Tornado Cash was coded to where once you passed money through that, it kind of it it changed a lot of the properties of that the transactions where kind of did like a three card Monty. Where's the ball? <laughs> right, a three card a three card Monty would change the the total value amount, so you couldn't just track that. Like, okay, there's a hundred ETH. I'm going to follow this hundred ETH because then it's going to transact it in smaller and different denomina- de- denominations, and it ultimately get to the end place. And it was incredibly difficult or impossible in some cases to to track that cash. Well, the the individual who is arrested was the developer who who came up with the the code uh, to mix all this these funds. He's been arrested for writing this code, not for making money through Tornado Cash or being the owner of Tornado Cash or for laundering money through Tornado Cash, but for coding a program that was ultimately used for Tornado Cash. Which Tornado Cash has legitimate legal uses. There are people who use it for like legitimate purposes of of privacy. Like if you're well, I was going to say that. that like you know, yeah, like to, play, to play devil's advocate, yeah, play devil's advocate. Like if you're in China, this is a great service to you know subvert a very overintrusive government that wants to track every one of your fucking moves. And you know, like so, yeah. Or what if you're a political refugee and you're trying to get access to your money and you you just want to do it in an anonymous way? Even uh, you know, Vitalik Buterin, he. You know the the founder of, of Ethereum. Uh, he said that he's used Tornado Cash. He said he used Tornado Cash specifically when he donated money at the beginning of the Ukraine crisis, and he donated money to causes for Ukraine. He's a Russian citizen. He did, he wanted to do that anonymous anonymously. Yeah. So there's and, and it, there's reasons for it, and and that's what that's the again we've we've talked about this before. You know when the governments want to paint everything in a, a bad light, they just go straight to you know money laundering terrorists and, and child porn right like so yeah. so so that's all this you know they're gonna paint it so that that's all this could be used for which granted it can be you know used to to launder some bad and money been. and yeah like, like they've tracked like 70 percent of the money going out of it has been used to like launder money from various crypto scams people who are stealing board apes selling it and then they use tornado cash to wash it before it gets their wallets get frozen or seized or like it has been used for for bad purposes but like it's like you, one of those it's one make, of those things we talked about like man a hammer i could use a hammer to bash your head in or i could pound a nail with it it's it's we're not going to outlaw hammers because i can, or I can crack jail your the skull. person who made the hammer right in this case yeah. they jailed they jailed the person who made the hammer right this guy coded a tool he coded a program that could be used 
in order to, to transfer money anonymously. And in doing so, he has found himself in a Dutch prison. And that has some some weird implications, right? Like that that aspect of jailing the person who made the tool that was used for purposes that were illegal, but nothing that he actually did is illegal, and he didn't participate or benefit financially from the illegal use. It's it's a very weird case. Uh, a lot of like the the big founders, uh, guys for, like the the founder of, of Kraken, the founder of Uniswap, the, a lot of the the big crypto founders are saying that this is absolutely ridiculous, and maybe that's because you know. It's, in the end, like, hey, could they be jailed because people are using their services illegally? Uh, like, this it just has a, a really bad precedent. Yeah, and and like, I mean, there, I'm sure there is some legality that goes into it that maybe we're just not, you know, possibly understanding because facilitating a crime can still could be kind of considered a crime, and you know, him writing the code and. S- supply you know facilitating this service i i just don't like this it just leaves a bad taste in in my mouth like no that it, but that's like you know classifying the 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 banker who <laughs> who like banks are used for for fraud all the time right banks are used for people to put in money that they got through ill-gotten gains and consume money it's like jailing the banker because they, they did it or it's just a, a very weird approach or, or you it. can make the argument it's like it's like the driver in the you know the bank heist. Like I didn't rob the bank. I'm just driving this car. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like like I think it falls in line. With, it's almost like that too. Like I, I could see both sides. I, I always err. I don't know. I always but- err on the side of of the of innocence and like the the more innocent outcome, you know, in usage, like we said, there's, there's plenty of legal uses that you'd want to use this for. And I tend to, to, you know, side with those people opposed to, you know, I I just don't think we should, we should ever like mold society so that there can, you know, if there's a possibility of a crime ever being committed or used with it, then we should just shut it down. It's not a way we should function as a society. But then like, like you said, like, you know, I I didn't rob a bank. I just I just drove the guys. Like I I'm just I'm just a I'm a I'm a glorified Uber. <laughs> I was say, but there, I was just about to say, but there's a difference, right? There's a difference if you showed up to drive the guys who robbed the bank, like as a part of their crew, or if the guys who robbed the bank called an Uber and you just you just happened to be the dude who picked them up. There's a difference. Pretty sure if they got in and drove away, Rajesh is going to jail too. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Like I said, it just. I, I. I could see all the arguments, and not everybody's not wrong. But I just. I just don't believe we should mold our society to only focus on criminal activity, and and that's how we get into a really like dystopian place in our society when we just assume everyone's a criminal and everything is that that you know every tool is used in criminal activities. It's just not a way I, I choose to live. Yeah. Let's uh, let's switch over to other legal issues <laughs> around some uh, some tech stuff, and we've got uh, outside of crypto uh, the the Facebook Cambridge Analytica data breach lawsuit. Uh, this lawsuit was brought a couple of years ago. I think it started in like 2018 or something. But uh, this lawsuit was a Facebook users suing Facebook uh, following the Cambridge Analytica scandal. Facebook ended up having to pay a fine to the FTC. Uh, of five billion dollars a couple of years ago, uh, and then you get some some Facebook uh, 
users who sue them uh, saying that the, the data breach violated like the, the essentially like the terms of service uh, and the uh, the agreements between users and Facebook. And ultimately, here kind of in the last minute, as the lawsuit was moving forward, and people were going to have to start taking the stand and get subpoenaed in. And here comes Facebook, and they've settled. Uh, it does not say how much they've settled for. It does not say how much they're they're paying this class action lawsuit. I'm just wondering why I'm not a part of this class action lawsuit. I would have signed a petition or whatever I needed to do to join yeah, this thing. We're pretty good about signing up for those <laughs> things, you know. Like I don't remember this one, but in the end, yeah, you know, Facebook settles this out and you know all the speculation stuff in the articles all talks about like oh this is this is a, a true sign of like guilt that zuckerberg and the the, the c-suite and all the people that were going to get subpoenaed to this they don't want to have to answer the questions to this and have it on public record it's like well no shit they don't yeah, no <laughs> like, shit. even if even if Let's what they did was was not illegal and they could win the lawsuit still the answers they would give about the data that Oh yeah, that, that we all know about what Cambridge had, what what may, access they may had, not the, be the, illegal, but the ethics behind it are right, so like, shitty. Even <laughs> like, even if they could win the lawsuit by fight by fighting this, whatever hundreds of millions of dollars that they're settling this out to be is worth it to just not have every single news media, every single Twitter post clipping up them answering shit on the stand. Yeah, because like I mean like. People have stopped thinking about Cambridge Analytica, especially after what was that movie that came out on Netflix all about it uh, that everybody watched. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I can't, don't remember, I can't what remember the title, but they, everybody watched that. Everybody got up in arms about it. Everybody was pissed off. But then, in typical American fashion, after 15 minutes, you tend to forget about it. And that's Can you the join TikTok? <laughs> you, just, you just assume that it's not going to happen again. <laughs> you know, so, like, I, I just really think they're trying to avoid that that situation where this all just gets dredged up again, and we remind everybody how Facebook slash Meta is shiesty as shit too. Like, I, I just, yeah, this is this is the cost of doing business at this point for them. Yeah. So, I, I, I don't. I guess put too much into the fact that they did settle out. It's not surprising to me, and it doesn't, in my opinion, make them any more or less guilty than what I already thought they were. Because I think we already know that they were pretty yeah, damn we are, guilty we already and complicit towards what. We already know they did it. So I don't know. We'll, we'll uh, see yeah, what the settlement. I think in the end, it'll probably be public record in the end what the settlement amount I was. was. Say, what it, I, I just want to know what what the slump sum is and where that money's going. Yeah, but I think that's probably all we'll get out of this is knowing what the end settlement amount was, and then it'll be gone, and we'll never talk about it again. <laughs> yeah. But let's keep uh, keep moving along. I've got just a, a quick story on on some AI uses, and we love our AI, and we love talking about AI stories, and and this one is AI being used in France. Uh, so essentially, the a French like local government used AI to scan such Google images and satellite images and taught the AI how to identify swimming pools so that we can go and identify swimming pools, then cross-reference it with whatever their public records are to identify which people had swimming pools that were not like properly permitted or reported so that way they can start immediately taxing them for, oh, this for these so, so like, I saw this on there and this is, ain't new. This ain't new. So like the fact that they're using AI to do this is totally new, but 
I know villages because I'm, I'm a construction guy. I pull permits. I know the ladies who work in the office. And they were paying people to just Google Earth backyards in the town that they work in and see if they had a swimming pool and then, ver- you know, cross check. Like, this yeah. was, this is. Those been people are being, out of a job. Yeah. They, because like, no, because now AI is going to do it all. Well, they're not out of a job. They're just doing more productive things, hopefully, at the village so that my permits get processed a lot fucking faster so they're not sitting on a guy nah. computer looking <laughs> at fucking Google Earth for backyard fire pits and fucking swimming pools and shit. You know, like, <laughs> I, I, like that's that's what I, I, I thought was funny about this story is like, if people didn't know that this is already a thing, it was a thing for a while. It's just faster now. I would say it's just it's just now through machine learning and AI, they could just essentially scan an entire neighborhood in a day. Yeah, you know, so the government's gonna get that money. That's that's what they do. You know, I I thought it was crazy. You know, years and years ago when I found that out that like you know people getting unpermitted pools are all of a sudden getting caught and they they think their neighbors ratted them out or something like that and it turns out like nope you just don't have good tree coverage in your backyard yeah. <laughs> and uh <laughs> you know government government went on google earth and saw you got this big round blue thing in your yard and realized you never pulled a permit hmm big fine coming pal big fine coming because <laughs> like honest to god like you know that I have to do the electric for pools, right? And the the big problem is is that so say you got a seven thousand dollar budget for your swimming pool, you go into the pool company and you say, hey, you know, I want a pool, and they they're gonna sell you on the biggest pool they can, right? So they're gonna try to max out your budget. Oh, we can get you this this big one, blah blah blah. It'll fit in your yard perfect, and da 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 da. It's gonna be sixty five hundred. And you're like, oh, I'm coming in five hundred under budget. This is awesome. They neglect to tell you. In order to do hook up the fucking filters and everything properly to code that would meet permit, you know, require uh, requirements, I don't install pool electric for less than twenty three hundred. So, <laughs> so you just maxed out your pool budget, and now you got this fucking pool in your backyard with a filter hooked up to an extension cord just to keep going. And then I come on an estimate, and I'm like, yeah, twenty three hundred. They're like, twenty three hundred. <laughs> I just need an outlet. It's like, no, you don't just need an outlet. We got to bond this thing. I got to run a wire all around your goddamn pool. I got to connect it to ladders, do all this shit. And pe- so so people always try to get these pools without permits because they just, they, they fucking max out their budget. So there's, there's hundreds of thousands of these pools out there and the government's just like looking at it like, man, you know, with the, with the, the permit fees and the fines and everything like that, it's just, it's a, it's a cash grab for, for these fucking villages. <laughs> and it just amazes me that they like, who's the dickhead that came up with the AI for this? Did the government petition somebody to come with the AI? Or is there some fucking Karen coder <laughs> motherfucker? You know what I'm saying? Like, like the neighbor that uh. does call on you, that jag off fucking neighbor that does call when you got a fucking new fence going up or you're fucking doing a fucking basement remodel and they see you got some drywall and bags in your garage and they fucking, I think they're doing work across the street. Go get them. Go get them. Like, is that person a coder now? Like, like, or did the government, <laughs> did the government be like, Hey man, uh, you know, Susan's, Susan's just really tired of this Google Earth shit. And we, can, we need her, we need her to, to, to process these permits and shit faster. Uh, we can't be having manpower do this. Is there any way we could do this with a computer? And they subcontracted it to, to some developer. I don't know. 
but this is all fucked to me. Like, <laughs> it's just all fucked. Uh-huh. All right. Well, we all just learned way more about pool insulation than I think any of us expected to in this podcast. <laughs> there is at least, if, if, if there's five people with a pool listening to this show, at least one of them did one it of them illegally. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> one of them did one it one illegally. <laughs> For sure. For sure. <laughs> Before we get off AI, because I did, I th- I'm pretty sure I sent you the story, and I don't know if you th- if I sent it to you and you thought it was like a joke, but we had that the there was a AI rapper that just scanned scanned rap songs and you know through machine learning was its own like metaverse rapper right and yep. and it came out with a video had its own song people were people were jamming to it like everyone's like oh my god this is this is lit <laughs> like and all that that fun <laughs> stuff and it even had you know a cgi like music video with like a louis vuitton out fucking tesla truck like in the background well yeah a week later didn't take too long they they the record company dropped him because he kept dropping end bombs. <laughs> so so I guess if you're an AI, you're not allowed to drop end bombs. Like I, I this was a gray area. I didn't know where end bombs fell into. <laughs> you know, because like I mean, there I I didn't realize like we could attribute race to to an AI to, to give it the uh, permission or non-permission to drop the <laughs> N-bombs, but I guess society has now fallen down on that judgment, and, yeah. and they, they fucking, the record company dropped them, and it was like, okay, yeah, we won't do this anymore, but in fairness, though, man, like... If, if machine if learning, if, if machine learning, scanning every rap song, like what the fuck did you think was going to happen? <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> like, you can't, you can't be mad at the robot. It, it's only going to spit out what its inputs were given. And I mean, there's, there's a lot of free use of the term. So are we? Cons- the, ro- the robot lacked the nuance of it, though. So we have, we have a, a, a few sections of of class and race that aren't allowed to drop n-bombs so are we saying that ai is white adjacent because i'm leaning towards asian adjacent and either one of us <laughs> neither neither one of us are allowed to drop them so i'm trying to i'm trying to f- see where where the ai falls down on on the race spectrum that allowed not allows him to drop these bombs <laughs> well Moving on. Uh, <laughs> not touching it. He's not yep, touching yep. it, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to the next story here. Uh, we've got, we'll go into a little bit of space talk here. And the first, uh, first bit of space and tech is SpaceX and T-Mobile are partnering up in order to allow existing current cellular phones to connect to Starlink uh, in dead spots, whatever else, especially giving T-Mobile... Pretty much perfect worldwide coverage without any kind of dead spots. Without they don't need cell towers. They won't need anything out in these rural areas or these mountainous areas and stuff that generally lose service uh, once this comes online. Because essentially, what T-Mobile is allowing SpaceX to do is to equip the Starlink satellites with the ability to use that their their mid-band frequencies. Uh, so Starlink will have its its frequencies that it does Starlink stuff on, uh, but then it'll also use T-Mobile frequencies to do T-Mobile stuff on it. Uh, so this can't isn't going to roll out right away. It's going to require obviously the the next launches of satellites to provide this capability. Uh, but starting 
here in the in the very near term, I think it's in a couple months, the first Starlinks with the additional antenna for T-Mobile midband is going to start launching. And by 2023, they're saying that by the end of 2023, they're going to at least expand like text message coverage everywhere that Starlink is available. And then from there, pick up the rest of the T-Mobile network. I don't see why this is necessary because T-Mobile for the last five years has been shoving down my throat that they have the best 5G coverage. And if you look at that big old pink fucking map on the goddamn TV, every time I see that fucking commercial, there ain't a blind spot on it. So, so what's <laughs> up, T-Mobile? You been lying to me? <laughs> you don't have the, the fastest, strongest 5G network anymore. We got to, we got to partner up. <laughs> they still do, but as a T-Mobile customer, I'm, I'm all for this because I do have areas that it does not work. Uh, so let's uh, let's go ahead and add it. it. It makes sense. It just further validates Starlink. Like whenever Starlink does go public, I'm sure that like whatever their IPO and the initial thing, because it's you know it's always been said. Elon's been saying for years that Starlink is going to be his money making space endeavor, and eventually he'll segment that away from SpaceX, and it'll be its own entity, and will be traded publicly. They're doing a great job of just further expanding their need, their profitability, their partnerships uh, between like DoD contractor services with the military, their own worldwide customer base for internet. Now you're adding in cellular relay capabilities and partnerships with T-Mobile. It sounds like a solid company. Yeah, if anything ever happens to Elon, I'm looking at Xfinity and Time Warner first. <laughs> <laughs> now it's Dish. Remember, wasn't it Dish and Dish and them going at it? Dish Network was trying to to say that Starlink should be shut down. Yeah, well, they lost that one, and it's still going forward. So now the next uh, one in the crosshairs is making it so that I can cancel my fucking Xfinity internet. These motherfuckers, <laughs> it's robbing people. Yeah. And and I'm looking forward to it coming. I, I you know I'm in charge of a property that we need internet at, and um we had looked into getting a uh, a line ran because they never ran a uh, cable line to our pool house uh, for our community pool, and like Comcast wants thousands of dollars to just run the line so that we can pos- you know have internet at the fucking pool house so we could actually bring it into the modern fucking era and. uh yeah, like this is this is the option I'm leaning towards from from here on out. Like, all right, cool, we'll just put a dish on on the roof. Fuck it, like fuck Comcast. I'm not paying like the five six grand they want to to dig a line up to the pool house. Like, fuck yeah. that. I'll just throw a dish on the ceiling when I can, and we'll call it a day. So yeah, I like roll this shit out, Elon. Roll it out. All right, and then uh, last story here for the week. We've got the Artemis One, which failed to launch. Uh, I actually. Was up trying to watch the uh, the launch of Artist One the other day. Did not go uh, due to an engine fail or engine problem uh, with the the cooling system. So they had to scrap the launch. They're going to try again uh, here on I think it's going to be on the first uh, that they're going to try again. If that one doesn't work, it's only got like a forty percent chance of going. Then they're going to do it on Labor Day. In the end, they've got a couple different windows to get it out. Hopefully, it flies. I'm just getting disappointed here with NASA. <laughs> Yeah, like the fact that it we're in the 2020s and and this is our space program and we were shooting motherfuckers to the moon in the 60s. Like <laughs> it's like how are we not better at this? How Dude, are we not better uh, at this? <laughs> it's it's wild to me and we were talking off the show but you know I, I just recently got my Apple TV subscription and I did watch the For All Mankind 
you know, which is a, you know, an alternate past of space program. And I always think world would be so much better if that was the space program though for sure how is this not the road we like, went down right how are we in 2022 and we're still talking about like artemis one being an unmanned just orbit around the moon and come back so then we could do it again man and orbit around the moon and come back and then uh, eventually somewhere 2025 and later eventually try to get a, a manned person it's like we did this we did this 60 years ago. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, yeah, how how wasn't the plan just to start off with a moon base, right? Like, we we have we have rockets down to the point where we can send monthly care packages, right? Like, like it wouldn't be insane. Like, it wouldn't it, be hard to just once a month send the shit up that they need, and, and you know, like the fact that we are just like big toe into the you know to the water of space still 60 years after motherfuckers were bouncing around on the surface it just blows my mind like yeah like yeah how casual or cautious is probably a better term they were approaching approaching this it sounds very much like in the 50s and 60s like oh well we've got to launch and get close and then we got to come back and then we got to launch and get a little closer in orbit and then we got to come back it's like you know we did all those things before we know so much about the well, you know, you orbit know there's, these things. you know there's some fat dude with really long hair that smells it's just going it, it, this is proof it's fake it was all fake we never went <laughs> we never went <laughs> like, you know you know this is like some plebes confirmation of like Told you it was in a movie studio. We never fucking went. It was all done with wires. Like, <laughs> like the, if how is it the fact that we we were on the moon sixty years ago and now we're yeah. you know we're, we're we can barely figure out how to fucking get to space and da 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 da. It was all bullshit. It was all fake. Moon landing was fake. And it's like at I this mean, point, like I don't like dude like, kind of makes a point, right? You got it. <laughs> I would say like his point becomes more valid. The the longer it takes us to just make it happen over the last fifty years or whatever else or fifty years prior to you know these last five years where we we just stopped talking about the moon like oh it's just not a priority of ours we don't care about going back like okay then it seemed like that argument was not appropriate but now that we're trying to go back to the moon and it's so difficult and we just can't <laughs> figure it out easy it's like hold on a second guys don't you have notes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Like, don't, like, aren't you just doing the exact same thing you did before? Just, you know, re- replace the well, they, old technology make, with new technology? That, they make that point all the time. Like, your iPhone has more computing power in your pocket than the entire computers that sent a man to the moon. Well, then what the fuck, bro? Like, <laughs> like plug, plug this little fucking thing in with a USB port and send somebody up there. Like, what the... <laughs> What the fuck are we talking about right now? <laughs> I don't I don't fucking get it, man. All I know is we landed dude on the moon and he doesn't Michael Jackson moonwalk on there. I'm highly fucking disappointed. <laughs> it's all I know. <laughs> highly fucking disappointed. Alright, well, we love you, NASA. It's all in good jest. Don't just launch Artemis one tomorrow and you'll be forgiven. For a little while. <laughs> All right, well, that's uh, that's Week in Nerd News. As always, yeah, just join us again next week. Yeah, we're rolling. Come, creeping up on 250. Yeah. Creeping up on 250. That's a lot of, of jibber-jabber. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well. Yeah, thanks for coming. That's it. Join the community. 
and uh, we'll see you next week. Talk next week, nerds.